0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Strategic Slut Podcast. This is the first episode. I am your host, Courtney. It is so nice to meet you guys verbally. (laughs) I have been sitting on this idea for about two years, so I am not letting a cold get in the way. I kind of sound like I've smoked a pack of cigarettes every day of my life, but. I'm not letting that stop me here. I've decided today that I'm recording this first podcast and nothing's getting in the way of it. So please bear with me. I will sound much more clear and bubbly the next episode, hopefully. So I want to thank you for joining in. Um, I don't know what to expect with this, but I hope people will find it interesting. I am here to start a podcast about... Kind of taking back the word slut in relation to dating and sex, its kind of what I'm super interested by. I'm in school that deals with these types of topics. Um, My degree is a double major in media information techniculture, which sounds super nerdy. Honestly, it's more about how media and the internet and technology affects society and culture, historically and modern day. And then my second major is in women's studies. So I come from a feminist background solely because I took an intro class in first year and absolutely loved it. And it has really informed me on how I live my life and changed my values. So don't worry, this is not a super political podcast, but I think it's going to really start a conversation about sex, dating, love. And how it can be discussed shame-free, especially with just things we'll get into. I, don't, I won't get too much into it right now. Um, but through research, education, and personal experience, I think that I have a lot of interesting takes on specific topics that hopefully will provide some value and, if anything, just some entertainment. I'm incredibly blunt. This is not a kid-friendly show, so if you are listening with kids in the car or around, please maybe turn it off and put in some AirPods, because I like to swear, okay? Um, So, going back to the name, um, I'm kind of out here trying to redefine sexual liberty. I think for way too many decades, female sexuality has been so gendered and that's why I use the word slut because when I think of what a slut is you can't actually define it like who is a slut what makes a slut a slut is it liking sex is it having too much sex is it having too much sex with different partners how many partners are acceptable before you become a slut you're probably thinking there's no answer to these questions other than your own personal opinion, and that's exactly that. <laughs> I never thought I'd be, not that I'm angered by the word, but I didn't realize how much it had to do with the way that we date and think about ourselves and the questions we ask when we're entering new relationships. I'm, I speak with women all over. Um, I work in a female-dominated dominated space. I am in f- mainly female classes in university. There's not a lot of guys in my classes. Um, and I obviously have a lot of girlfriends. So just through personal experience and then all this research, I'm seeing like, oh, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't figured out as a culture. And I think that this is the time to start the conversation. So that's what I'm here to do. Um, There's a huge gender double standard about sex and dating and the rules. I put rules in quotations as I'm speaking to you. I kind of want to start this off to kind of start the conversation and discussion by asking my followers on Instagram to define the word slut if they had to. And I received a lot of interesting messages. Some said that it's an overly promiscuous person who openly admits to sleeping with random people for fun. We will get into this more in depth. Um, Others said selfishly wanting sexual attention that appears negatively to others. And many people who actually responded use the word her or a girl who does this and I thought that was really interesting because it's mainly talked about as as women um there was not a single reply that said oh a man who sleeps with a lot of women or anything like that and obviously that is very um heteronormative and straight relationships that we're speaking of right now but This is just from my Instagram responses. So I want to get into this for a second because it's super gendered and super shameful. And I found a quote that was really, really interesting. And it said, The definition of a slut is a woman with male morals. And I thought that was so funny because... There is 100% a gendered viewpoint on what men and male sexuality are permitted. Not even permitted, but... Sorry, guys, I started choking. Not only are men permitted to express their male sexuality so openly and freely but they're actually you know hyped up to do so and by other men and by culture I don't think women are out here like yeah sleep with a ton of us but it's kind of embedded in the toxic masculinity culture so I thought this quote um, that someone replied to my thing was really interesting. They said a word with no history or origin, a slang term derived from toxic masculinity used to systematically oppress women over the past decade has been taken and twisted as a word of empowerment for women. And I think that's actually on point because as I said before, there's no history origin to this. There's no actual definition. depending on who you ask. And like I said, that's very opinionated. It's actually not fact-based. So it kind of leads to this large discussion um, and really bleeds into how women grow up thinking about sex, thinking about their bodies, thinking about their sexualities. And I think it really translates into our older years when we actually get out in the field and start creating relationships whether those are casual relationships or serious ones, whether they're friendships, romantic relationships, um, speaking with their family members. I think there's a lot to say about this topic. Um, So what I kind of want to get into is a slut is the gendered and shameful term to negatively shame women as I keep saying shame but man it's a lot of shame okay it's a term to you use to completely shame women for expressing any kind of sexuality for years women have not been able to actively want any kind of sexual um any, any kind of sexual act, any kind of curiosity about it. I remember even like Sex in the City. Everyone looked at Samantha like, oh, she's a slut. Because like, she would speak so openly about so taboo things. And she was onto something, actually. I think she was way before our time and still love that character to this day. I think a lot of women continue to grow up with this like horrible guilt and kind of that angel on your shoulder you know archetype that's like no you can't sleep with him on the first date no you can't go home with a random stranger um or you know all these things and it's not the fact that people are saying no you can't do this it's the fact that there's guilt and shame towards that. And it's gendered. It's a gendered experience. Males don't often experience the same treatment um, on a societal basis. So I think it's really important to think about these things. And I see so many women, especially on like this Facebook group that I'm in, They'll be like, you know, oh, I really like this guy. He's this, this, and this. And it's like they're justifying it. I really want to sleep with him. When is it too soon? Is it when's the right time? And it's really scary because, like, wow, we've never learned about sex. Not only like sexual education, but just like how to create meaningful relationships and connect with one another and know when the right time is. And the right time has always been... I, every time I say right time, please just picture the quotations. I think this right time has always been coined as like something really romantic and something you see in a Disney movie and like just how people make sexual experiences so special, and they can be very special, but I think that there's a different narrative we've been fed to think about it rather than actually knowing, like, hey, I want to do this, I feel comfortable with this, I feel comfortable with this person, and I'm gonna do it, whatever that is. So, I want to take it back to a class that I was actually in. It was called How to Sex Ed, and it was a feminist-based course that was Basically, like showing how we've learned about sex historically and how it's problematic and how it continues to be problematic and kind of the different shifts it has had um, through time. So, we watched this documentary from like World War II, and it was a coming of age for sex ed films. And it was so interesting because it was all men, like in the army, who were able to watch these films um, women were not taught at all, and they were all saying, like, it was kind of like an interview style, and they're, you know, what's your, like, sexual education background, like, what were you taught, and one guy said, if you caught a disease, you'd be punished, and by disease, they mean, like, STDs, and they weren't considered, um, or sorry, they weren't concerned as contraception as a sin, um, remember that a lot of The things that make up sexual experience and dating and love is based in religion. Um, But they were concerned on protecting yourself from disease. And women were made to be the problem. Dirty women who looked clean, which is so stigmatized. It's so gross. If you know anything about sexual education and STDs... um, There's a large stigma around catching something and being labeled as dirty. And that is something I think we need to spend another episode on. But it was also this idea of like virginity and the flower and the you must like remain closed and the minute you bloom into a beautiful flower, the flower's crushed. I can literally picture the like Jane the Virgin little movie that they showed over and over again for like four seasons. Um and how it's so tied up with morality and are you a good person and all these things for girls and it's just not the same for guys. And I remember a quote from this documentary and they were like loose women may be loaded with diseases. And that's a whole other stigma in itself. Like something someone being loose, that's a whole other issue. But, get your facts straight, please, men. Um, There's a lot of gendered scripts. Boys and men are linked to initiation and dominance. They're able to express their sexuality and they are completely encouraged to do so. Girls and women are linked to passiveness and docility. You must remain an innocent little angel who has never been touched. And all of these horrible scripts that we've been fed our entire lives (laughs) and even in the media if you still listen to specific channels and just different people you'll definitely hear the different religious backgrounds that come through and that's nothing to hate on religion but I think it really removes women's rights in doing what they want with their bodies but also encouraging women to do things that make them feel comfortable because like what you can see is the lack of such sexual education they're out here you know finally escaping their like strict parents house and they go to college for the first time and they're like 18 19 maybe maybe younger and they get drunk at a party and hook up with some random frat boy and maybe they used protection maybe they didn't Maybe it was a really uncomfortable experience because they had no idea what they were doing. Maybe the guy, like the male partner in obviously a straight sexual relation. um, Maybe the guy was like expecting this big porn experience. Maybe they were jacking off since they were 12 to so some crazy ass freaky sex that is not actually um, one of your first experiences. <laughs> I think when you're young, you see these on you know, porn sites and stuff, and then you actually get to the bedroom and you're like, this is really uncomfortable and awkward. So I think it's really damaging to young adults when they start to engage in sexual activity, to have these weird narratives and scripts and stigmas to be kind of Floating through their mind when they're just trying to figure out what they like and what makes them feel good and who they want to share those experiences with. So I'm really intrigued by the topic, and maybe this is something that you've never seen or have never thought of. And I'm obviously opening the conversation. So, of course, I want to hear your opinions, but I also want you to think critically and remove yourself from some potential, you know, biases that you may have grown up listening to from your parents, or from a church, or school, there's actually a really crazy statistic, and I'm trying, I'm blanking on what it is, I think it's like three to five states in the U.S. are the only states that um, make sexual education mandatory, and With the gendered scripts of sexual relations and sexuality and expressing your wants and desires, I think that's so damaging because girls are growing up and they're, you know, getting to their 20s and they're like, when's the right time to have sex with this guy? Am I a bad person if I had a one night stand? Am I a slut? You know, everyone's scared to be called a slut and... It's because it has so much rooted shame and negative impact to, it's obviously here to oppress women rather than reward them. And I don't think it needs to be oppressed or reward or this or that. I don't think we need to be out here like, yes, girl, like sleep with a thousand men. No, I don't think it needs to be like that. I just think it should be a little bit more like, okay, that's what you do. Cool. Um, and just like really open the conversation without judgment and obviously everyone's having sex and if you're not having sex you're probably gonna end up eventually having sex so why not talk about it why not open up the conversation about it instead of having all of us be out here googling all of our questions and letting the internet and algorithms decide how we feel about specific topics I think it's really lonely and these are experiences that are that have the potential to really connect whether it's emotionally physically mentally um not to make it like that disney romantic theme more just like it's an experience that is gonna linger in your mind whether it was casual or not and It definitely shapes who you are and it really impacts who you become and how you go about dating and the games we're told to play to, you know, get the guy and get the girl and all of these things. It's super fucked up, honestly. (laughs) It's hard out here dating, but I'm wanting to just let people listen and learn and think and hopefully go into their own lives and feel like, okay, because if I'm feeling these ways and I'm having these questions, I feel like there's got to be at least one person out there that also has the same questions, if not more. And I think by opening up the conversation, people feel less alone. I think by opening up the conversation, we are potentially becoming more inclusive you know sexuality shouldn't be such a problematic thing if we had just normalized it but our conversations didn't we our, you know conversations were so homophobic for so long and it was for what for what reason is it religious because I don't care what your religion is. If it's used to dehumanize specific people for their sexuality, I think that's really fucked up and not, and if it was just dehumanized not just, but if it was just like, you know, I don't like that person cause they are gay or whatever, that's one thing you don't have to like it. But it's the fact that these people are out here getting killed and murdered and beaten. And it is a basic human right to be able to love who you love. And I'm just, I'm not going to go on an LGBTQ rights movement rant right now. But it's all embedded in the conversation around dating, sex, and love. And I really urge people to question these things because it really does shape what we think and how we act. So, yeah. I feel like I've just rambled for a long time. But the fact is, no one's actually a slut. (laughs) I mean... Like I said at the beginning, well, who, what makes a slut? Who gets to be a slut? Can I be a slut? Is it having too much sex? But like, if you're having a ton of sex six times a day, every day with one partner, are you a slut? Or is it only because you're sleeping with multiple people? Is it multiple people over time? Is it multiple people over a specific span of time? Um, or is it because... People are out here sleeping, you know, with a new person every day or in every weekend. Does that make them a slut? Like, really, it's all personal opinion. And I think, like I just kind of explained the historical context and everything, there are some really generic answers to these questions, but they're all rooted in shame and they're not rooted in promoting good things. I mean, I'm in these Facebook groups and like, I see women say that they're like in their 30s and 40s and have never had an orgasm. And I'm just so shocked. Well, I'm not shocked, but I am. Um, Just because female sexuality has never been permitted. And no, it wasn't illegal, but it's been so frowned upon. And even when I'm you know, at coffee with someone, you can hear a guy like, oh, yeah, I banged this girl on Saturday, da, 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 da. but you can't say amongst a group of girls, oh, my God, I fucked this hockey player who was so hot. He was like 6'2", best sex of my life. Like, if you said that loudly in a coffee shop, people would look at you. And if you heard a guy saying the same thing, I think... I mean, maybe people just don't want to hear about that, but I think it is a definitely a gendered experience. Maybe you just don't want to hear about that, but you're not looking at that guy as a bad person, where on the flip side, it's like, ew, this girl's disgusting. And that's so messed up. So that's that's that. Yeah, it's it's really complicated. It's very important. And I think people don't realize how much of their viewpoints on sex and their values in those um, kind of topics actually affect the relationships as well. Like, we're not taught in sexual education. Well, we're barely taught sexual education for one. But secondly, if you were in any of those classes, they're often shame and fear-based and use tactics to basically promote abstinence instead of providing useful tools on how to engage in relationships safely and talk about consent and talk about what you like and how to have conversations about have you been tested recently or are you sleeping with anyone else like exclusivity girls are out here looking crazy um Well, being called crazy, they're not looking crazy, for wanting to be exclusive and stuff like that. I see all these memes that are like, oh my god, this girl didn't want me to sleep with anyone else. She's psycho. And it's like, why haven't we had these conversations about just what we both want? Imagine if we could like communicate like adults about what we're both looking for and what would truly fulfill our desires at this current time and in the future. And when people are just looking for casual hookups and stuff, a lot of hurt can be avoided if we knew how to communicate. And we just, I think on a culture basis, we really don't. And that's really scary because a lot of heartbreak can come from that. A lot of, you know, unwanted pregnancies and STDs and all these things can come from that. So, as you can tell, it's this big web of connections. It's not just sex, it's, it's not. You look at the divorce rates and a lot of it's from cheating. You can't tell me that divorce and marriage and sex and cheating aren't related in some sort of way. And I'm really intrigued by the psychological and cultural and historical factors that play into these things. And I think it can really help people once they kind of explore these topics because it kind of opens up like, oh, that's what I agree with, or that's what I want, or maybe I should try that, or no, I don't agree with that. That wouldn't be okay in my life. Just those kind of things. Now, I wanna say, this podcast is not going to be about how to have the best sex. That is a whole other podcast. I feel like there are so many other things that have sex tips and how to give the blessed best hand job and this and that. That's I'm not a cosmopolitan magazine. Um, I really want to talk about the cultural understandings, create a conversation and do it through love. Do it from a place of wanting to help. Basically, younger girls, I would say is my, who I envision listening to this and kind of be the like bigger sister that I didn't have. I'm the older sister um, and I never had anyone to run to, to be like, is this right? Is this normal? Is this good? What do I want? And really have someone to provide unbiased feedback. So I think that wraps up for today. I don't think I have anything else to talk about other than I'm really excited for this. I'm sorry if this was really rambly. I'm going to obviously improve with every episode and I'm just trying to figure the shit out and see where it goes. It's obviously a passionate topic of mine, and I think the podcasting platform is the coolest way to start conversations. You know, there is a podcast called Sex with Emily. She has been around for like 10 years, and she consistently says, I wouldn't have a job if it weren't for the fact that people always have questions people are having sex why not talking about why not why aren't we talking about it you know there are so many mental emotional psychological relations that happen in dating and love and sex that no matter what your age is I think you have some sort of background and biases and embedded narratives in your mind that seriously prevail the older you get. And I think that the more you learn, obviously the easier it is to make decisions. And studies show like the more inclusive and informative sexual education young adults receive, the actually less likely they um, they are to engage in, you know, I want to put this in quotes, promiscuous sexual activities. When they're actually given really good advice, the studies show that people are out here doing things that they know that they would regret because they have the information. Where I feel like when we're lacking information, that's when things are done out of curiosity, rebellion, and desperation. So I'm going to leave it with that. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it's not too long. Please let me know your thoughts. If you have any suggestions or topics or questions, please feel free to message me. I actually started Instagram for the podcast. It is the Strategic Slep Podcast on IG. You can DM me if you'd like. I'll message you back. And my personal Instagram is at the not so average betch on Instagram as well. I was going to call it IG. I couldn't decide. So hopefully I sound more like a human next episode. Please give this a rating. I don't even know how that works yet, but if there's some sort of thumbs up, please give it to me. Um, But there's definitely a subscribe button. So if you want to hear more about this, please subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'll see you next week. Bye.